This call is being recorded. The bat signal has been answered. We'll get to that. The Detroit Lions coming to Cleveland Sunday. You're locked on Brown's Week 11 pregame show. Coming up here next. You are locked on Browns. Your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, Locked On Browns, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, the show itself at Locked On Browns, follow back account. As everybody knows, DMs open as well, questions, ideas. You guys know I try to be here for you. Uh, appreciate everybody who makes Locked On Browns their first listen day in and day out and wherever you get your podcasts available daily and always free lockdown browns is there for you this episode of lockdown browns is brought to you by mcdonald's proudly serving communities since 1965 mcdonald's has always been more than a place to just get cheap tasty affordable food it's an unofficial community center a big thank you to our friends at mcdonald's for always being there i'm loving it before we get into this, uh, just your news here from Friday. Obviously, Nick Chubb, Demetric Felton back off the COVID-19 list. Uh, A.J. Green will be out. Anthony Schwartz will be out. Obviously, Mr. Hill and his neck injury is out. Questionable, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tack McKinley. And if there was ever a doubt, yes, number six, Baker Mayfield will be under center starting at quarterback for your Browns on Sunday, which will be a Chilly day, uh, chance of a lot of precipitation on Sunday. We'll see how that plays out or factors in. Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated along here for the ride, as you guys know, pre and post. Pete, first things first, um, you know, obviously I think Browns, they kind of gave a, a credence to this and let the cat kind of out of the bag yesterday with Alex Van Pelt. Um, but look, it's not that you couldn't beat the Detroit Lions probably without Nick Chubb. But it's the fact that you are five and five, and you would rather not even attempt to try and beat the Detroit Lions without Nick Chubb. Well, I mean, they they need to win. Uh, so, I mean, you know, perfect world, you get up quickly and you're able to take out guys like Nick Chubb and save them for the Ravens and get ready in that way. But um, he's apparently a hundred percent. So, you know, they're not gonna mess around with this if 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 they need him to go the full game they're going to use him the full game and who knows and you know this game we'll, we're going to get to it here uh, i i literally have no feeling on this game um as much as i think the browns should be confident what you've seen in some of these weeks certainly uh you know gives you some pause for hesitation in that regard um and people with the wide receiver room the way it currently is you know donovan people's jones listed as questionable uh, you know, we'll see what exactly he has. And if the groin, you know, is obviously something that's maybe been re-aggravated a little bit, uh, the chance that a sloppy field on Sunday may not be the best thing for him. But in weather, Pete, you know, it's always these guys, and maybe this is a week where Jarvis can get it going, um, but guys like him, Demetric Felton, guys who are maybe quicker than they are overall fast, able to change direction, these guys seem to maybe handle elements like could potentially be their Sunday better than others. Yeah, I guess. I mean, the, the, the good news is the Browns, you know, are, are built to run the ball. They're built to 
potentially, you know, win the line of scrimmage, certainly on the offensive side, they, they have the capability, have shown the ability to do it on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, you know, tight ends and all these other things. And, and, and they should be relatively confident from having done this a couple of times, uh, both this year and last year. I mean, the Denver Broncos game was a sloppy mess. Uh, you know, games in the, uh, like the Houston Texans last year, uh, were like this. So, you know, they, they, it may help them as, as much as anything, just because they've, they've sort of been able to find whatever they need to get done to, to win, defeat these opponents. But, you know, again, the goal is to get up quickly, put, put, you know, if, if, with the Lions, their team, you know, in, in many ways are like uh, the ultimate, you know, the, the classic underdog where if you can put them down early, they tend to 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 sort of lean into it and take it. Whereas if you <laughs> let them hang around and give them life, then they're going to uh, then they're going to play right to the end, which is what has happened both against the Ravens and against the uh, Steelers. And going into this matchup here, you know, offensively, Pete, with, you know, the premise and you know the, obviously the fact that nothing got really accomplished last week on the offensive side of the ball here um you certainly want to see you know you know uh, you know cohesion you want to see a lot more of what you saw in the cincinnati week um but the fact of the matter is pete it, it, it doesn't matter if the passing game isn't working and it comes down to nick chubb dearness johnson splitting 40 carries you just got to do what you got to do yeah i mean look that's the name of the game, get a win. Um, not only that, but obviously, especially how, you know, they got beaten physically uh, after that first drive against the Patriots. So, you know, regaining that confidence and getting going and working on those things and being able to come out with a good feeling about where th- this is going to allow you to go the following week um, is a good spot to be in. I mean, the, the, the Lions, uh, you know, they're relatively limited in talent, but they're at least going to try to stop the run well. And the Ravens have a pretty poor defense right now. Uh, so, you know, gaining any ground, getting any semblance of confidence, uh, running, passing, whatever, is going to help you get ready for those back-to-back games, which could uh, have a substantial impact on, on any any opportunity to make the playoffs. I would say normally, Pete, you know, going into this game, this would probably be the recipe, you know, and the term certainly played out a little bit, but this would have been your ultimate trap game. Um, of course, that's probably not going to happen with the Browns being seven and three. I mean, being five and five, as opposed to seven, three, eight and two, whatever. But this is a game where you would normally, you know, have that type of issue, especially with, you know, the back-to-back coming up with New England sandwich by the bye following this. Um, but there's no way, you know, around it, the importance of it. Um, certainly, you know, after last week's demolishing and look, if anybody had any doubts, whether or not the New England Patriots were a good team, I hope your eyes were open last night. The New England Patriots are good. They know who they are. They're comfortable in the skin, in their own skin. They go out, play their game, execute and win. But you get into this here and you look at this Lions defense and Pete, there's a bunch. And look, for me and you who follow the draft, like we do, there's a lot of who, who's this guy. And, and it's not even when you're talking about fifth and sixth cornerbacks. These are guys who take regular reps. Sure. I mean, yeah, the, the, the Lions are hurting, hurting, obviously, in case of talent. Um, that's why they're 0-8-1. Uh, they don't have a lot of guys, and some of the guys that they're counting on 
um, have suffered uh, substantial injuries. Uh, like Jeff Okuda, obviously, has been uh, a guy who can't stay on the field for them. Uh, you know, they they may be without Taylor Decker this week, uh, which is one of the positions of strength they actually have, which is the offensive line uh, between him, the rookie Penny Sewell, and, and uh, Frank Ragnow, who's a really, really good center. So what little talent they have is is dealing with injuries. Jared Goff may be out. Uh, so, yeah, they, 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 they just have what amount to be Jags trying to – trying to make it work. Now you're going into this here, Pete, and look, you can't fix a million wrongs in one sit down. Um, but you'd like to find a way to get a little bit of everything going here. Um, you know, you'd like to at least get the wide receivers involved. It becomes, it's just a different, I mean, and the thing was, and we joked about this last year, which was so funny is, you know, you need to be a part of the running game. You need to be able to block, you know, and then, you know, obviously, you know, then we'll have the confidence in keep you on the field is throwing the ball. Um, now it's, you know, we can't really find a way to get you guys involved per se. And look, a lot of this is on the wide receivers themselves. And, you know, maybe I personally think that, you know, with Demetric Felton, and as long as obviously that, you know, he's feeling 100%, could have some fresh legs here, get him involved. But you got to find some way here, you know, to get back to the diversity, which made this offense so good of, you know, you don't know what's coming. Because, I mean, look, we could run play action. We could throw a vertical. We could just run Nick Chubb right at you. But you got to kind of just get back here, especially, you know, and you don't want to treat this like a scrimmage as per se, but you'd like to start to at least, you know, as much as the W is important, but you'd like to get, you know, some cylinders of the engine firing back up. Yeah, there's no like there's no question that this is what the goal is. First first number 1 win and then number 2 it's about getting better. And yeah, look, the the, the Browns are ho- hoping to go out and and show that they're far more they're far closer to the team that beat the Bengals than they are the team that got just uh destroyed by the Patriots. So I I don't you know, I'm not going to pretend I know what the the confidence level in the locker room is. I, I I presume they're they're fine, but it doesn't hurt to go out and do it. It doesn't hurt to go out and get you know a big win. It doesn't hurt to sort of be able to, you know, pull guys as necessary you know, into the fourth quarter. Um, but yeah, if, if they get better and they can sort of ride a little wave uh, in, in into that game against Baltimore and and they win it. Um, they'll be seven and five with a bye week with the Ravens having to play the Steelers uh, in between the two games and potentially the Browns can go on a run um, as, as frustrating as this team can be and wildly inconsistent. You just don't know who you're going to get week in and week out. Um, I think, you know, in the same way that I think the Houston Texans game worked where it felt like the Browns were clearly the better team the whole way. Um, I think that's going to be the feeling against Detroit and I think they will be able to look good. Now, how meaningful will that be after beating lines? Who knows, but the bottom line is how they feel about it and what it allows them to get back to doing. Anybody in particular, Pete, in your opinion, um, you know, besides obviously Nick and, you know, maybe besides Baker Mayfield, somebody that, you know, should maybe have an advantage here where there should be some openings for them on Sunday. Well, the guy I think, well, certainly in Donovan Peoples Jones, you'd like to get back on track. He got wiped out by J.C. Jackson, who's phenomenal. Uh, but the other guy, 
that sort of stands out to me that I'd like to see really get back on, on track is, is Jedrick Wills, um, who looks good for the most part health-wise, but just did not play that well against the Patriots and had a couple plays where he was beat and, and they were massive plays where there was a sacker getting blown up in the backfield. And it, it's challenging enough when, you know, your right tackle is not giving you much, but the Browns were, you know, firing on all cylinders against the Bengals, even with that. But when both guys are getting beat and now you've got no tackles uh, and, and you're, you're just challenged across the board, then that's, that's where you really have a problem, whether it's running, pass protecting or whatever, you know, Jedrick Grills is really talented and it's like, you'd like to see him just get back to looking that part. So when they do face the Ravens and they, you know, want to blitz and all these various things that he's, he's prepared and ready to go. And look, you know, Baker, obviously we, everybody knows now, and you know, he will be starting on Sunday playing on Sunday, but uh, mobility probably still limited. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to try and protect the shoulder. It's another thing to not to be able to, you know, essentially get out of dodge here. So, you know, pass pro obviously going to be a huge part of the emphasis on Sunday. We're going to flip it up here. We're going to go to the Browns defense. Uh, could be looking like we're going to see a Tim Foyle at quarterback from the Detroit Lions on Sunday. All this as we continue here on your pregame week 11, Locked on Browns. This episode of Lockdown Browns is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to just get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to reconnect. A place where classmates can meet up for a study group knowing they'll have dependable Wi-Fi and endless supplies of French fries and McFlurries. Win or lose is a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come and recharge. It's the place you always look forward to stopping at on a long road trip to rest your legs and refuel. As a parent with two daughters, years of soccer, years of dance competitions, uh, always nice to have McDonald's somewhere along the road trip, get some food, throw it in the car, feed the little savages as you're making your way within your own hometown, county, or who knows, maybe even going out of state. So head to your local McDonald's to refuel and reconnect. Did somebody mention a lockdown rounds watch party? Who knows? Could happen. McDonald's. Da, 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 da. Um, Loving it. Defensive side of the ball here, Pete. And first things first, um, it, it's looking and from the the Lions perspective and the Lions speaking, it doesn't even look like it's a question at this point. You know, maybe, but it really seems like we are going to see a gentleman named Tim Boyle play quarterback Sunday for the Detroit Lions, Pete. Yeah, I don't know who Tim Boyle is. Um <laughs> And it's bad when Pete and I don't know somebody within the NFL. Well, it's like, you know, where's David Blau? Heck yeah. Maybe Um, we don't want that though, but. Yeah. Tim Boyle, when I heard it, when I heard his name, I keep going to the actor, uh, Peter Boyle. Uh, Yeah. I I just, you know, the Lions are this bad with Jared Goff. God only knows what it looks like with Tim Boyle. And maybe it's going to be like, some weird situation where he, where he, he comes out and plays reasonably well. I, I, I don't know, but between well, you that know right now, Pete, you know, right now, if he comes out, goes six for seven and the Lions score a touchdown, they might be ready to per- burn that place to the ground or slap some TNT to Joe Woods' chest. Yeah. I, look, it, it's that, that, that issue, the, the issues on the defensive side of the ball are, are, 
irritating because there are clearly holes there that we we didn't think were going to be holes um and, and the, the inconsistency is maddening but um if if they're uh if taylor decker's out um you know i don't i don't know how penny Sewell or whoever their backup tackle is going to block Miles Garrett and what I hope is a healthier Jadevian Clowney. I mean, Miles Garrett, I, I think in the first time in like a month, had a you know full practice, no injury, anything. Uh, like, no, or, I'm sorry, is it limit? He wasn't limited at all. So, if he's getting healthier, God help them. Reggie Camp's record is going to go down, and they they may put up just a massive day. And and you know whether it's a backup or not, because this is the thing that happens now when the Browns do well, people try to like crush their accomplishments and, you know, resist the urge to enjoy it. He may throw a bunch of interceptions that, you know, with, with DBs who are hopefully continuing to get better. And and that wouldn't be a bad thing either. So like, or JOK gets a big play, you know, that, that type of stuff. Um, because he's a quarterback that I assume has never played, uh, it's going to be a, would be a really difficult spot for him and and the Browns can hopefully tee off on him. Not unlike they did against Justin Fields in his first start. Uh, and it, you know, gain confidence that way. With obviously, you know, Tim Boyle playing quarterback and it's been something they've been doing with Jared Goff as well. And look, one of the things might be where, you know, this weather wise isn't really a good spot for Jared Goff. Maybe that's why they've kind of gone with the possible commitment here to Tim Boyle. We'll see the way it plays out on Sunday. They they run the ball because they have to because they're not passing it very well. And Pete, this is kind of you know currently you know I don't want to say the one of the Achilles heels of this defense. And I, I'm not sure if this is where there's something they're ready to do, but maybe it's time to is maybe starting to change up the rotation at the defensive tackle position. Um, Malik Jackson, this is something that was never his strength. Um, Malik McDowell, you know, we're still, you know, on the job learning about the type of player he is. Uh, Togi had a nice effort last week, Sunday, uh, Jordan Elliott. Um, maybe it's time to try something new on the interior of the defensive line. Cause I, I don't think we can get much worse as far as trying to stop the run. And obviously this is probably something that Detroit's going to try to attempt to do. Cause it's one thing that maybe that they can do that you show is an issue for the Browns. Yeah. Um, the thing is like the Browns obviously have been really strong against the run. Um, they were number two going into the Patriots game. Um, the Patriots deserve a significant amount of credit for what they were able to do. To the Browns defensive ends that really exposed their defensive tackles and along the same lines, the linebackers, I, I don't see that happening again this week. So as much as, you know, there, there are some things they could try to do and, and they may, I don't necessarily look at it and go, let's put it this way. I would not necessarily expect uh, him to, Joe Woods to suddenly change up the defensive tackle rotation in large part because they don't really have many options. I mean, if they put like, for example, Tommy Togiai with uh, Malik McDowell, I mean, that's an option. I mean, certainly, you know, Jordan Elliott probably warrants more snaps than Malik Jackson does. And, and, and Malik Jackson has been dealing with a knee for a little bit. So 
you know, if this goes well, hopefully that means Malik Jackson can come off the field and you can get more Jordan Elliott in there for the sake of his knee. Um, yeah, that's the, th- there's a couple of positions on this team where it's sort of like, at what point are they going to sort of shift gears into some of these other guys? Like, you know, if Malik Jackson's not going to be here next year, Jordan Elliott sort of needs to grow into that role more and more. You know, if Ronnie Harrison's not going to be here next year, then do they need to look at whether it's Delpit or a combination of Delpit and MJ Stewart? Uh, they, at least to this point, they've been pretty much sticking to the main personnel other than that linebackers where they've been messing around with all kinds of things. Um, so it's, it's certainly something to keep an eye on. Obviously they, they, they have, they had made the decision that Togi, was ready enough to contribute that they waived Andrew Billings and Tommy Togi. didn't sort of get killed essentially. So there, there's clearly some, development there it's now just a question of where does it sort of go from here um you brought up mj stewart and this is somewhere else where i want to go here um you're getting greedy williams back this week so you do have your top three corners obviously in denzel ward greg newsom and greedy williams um but troy hill's been taking a lot and i mean a lot of reps for this defense pete do you toy with the idea um you had greg newsom take some reps there in the summer or does this just seem like, hey, um, we like MJ Stewart a lot more than most people do? Um, is it MJ Stewart? Is it some facsimile of a, you know, a you know, everybody kind of doing a little work in the nickel here? But you know, you're not going to have Troy Hill, and obviously that's you know somebody that's been you know counted on and has taken a lot of snaps for this Browns defense. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, MJ Stewart obviously has some experience playing the slot. Uh, my guess would be that if Greedy Williams is good to go, and it certainly sounds like he is, uh, that they may want to put Greg Newsom in the slot and put Greedy Williams out on the boundary. I mean, that that if you're just saying, how do I get the most talent on the field? It's clearly that Newsom has done it, or at least practiced it. Uh, it's not like they're just throwing him out there. So that certainly would be a, a logical way to go. Um that would probably be the way I would lean in this situation. Uh, if for no other reason, uh, you know, uh, you can't take the lines for granted, but you can sort of mess around with some things and see if they work against a team like the Lions uh, so that you could potentially do it in other games. If there's like a particular receiver you're worried about that tends to line up in the slot, you know, putting Newsom in there gives you another option on that type of thing. So um, those would – Plan A to me would be Newsom in the slot. Plan B to me would probably be MJ Stewart in the slot. Um, maybe there's somebody else that they've been messing around with the practice squad. They keep rotating a million guys in there. Yep. Uh, they could potentially roll in that in that spot. I don't see anyone that really stands out as a slot option. So, I mean, most of their guys at corner tend to be pretty much boundary guys. So that's where that's the other reason Newsom makes so much sense there. Well, and the other thing is, you know, MJ Stewart obviously does play a lot of safety for this team, and they've certainly had their questions at time this year with any one of their safeties. So there certainly could be the worry or the concern there um, that you're going to use MJ Stewart in other, you know, in other ways and other faculties. But, you know, again, this might be a way where you can try to, as Pete was saying, you know, experiment a little bit and, you know, start maybe at least running, you know, some defensive fronts or, you know, running, 
you know, some alignments here as you are starting to maybe, you know, peek ahead to the fact that you have two games after this within a three-week span against the Baltimore Ravens. Pete, we always do the find the turd segment. And, you know, with Decker being out, Raganau being out, um, I guess it would probably end up being anybody else other than Penny Sewell. Uh, well, you know, the thing, Penny Sewell is obviously really talented. I, I'd be curious if they can't take advantage of him by virtue of the fact that he's still so young, but he is playing pretty well. I mean, the guy, the guys I look for are like Vitae. Um, <laughs> Remember those conversations? Vitae. Those were fun conversations back in the day. Vitae and then, and then Jonah Jackson, you know, those are the two guards. Um, they're, 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 Young, uh, younger players that can, I think, are susceptible. That would be really helpful if the Browns can get more of an interior pass rush going. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think, unlike the Patriots who are good across the board, I think the Lions are genuinely pretty bad across the board. So, uh, you know, they they don't have a whole lot of options here. With a quarterback that nobody essentially knows. Um, with skill, talent, and I'll be honest, with some of these guys on this Lions roster, even using the term skill seems like, you know, I'm being very, very, you know, second grade teacher and making sure that everybody gets a little credit here. This isn't a week, Pete, where you're aiming to take something away. This is a week where you're saying, hey, let's go man on man. We don't think you can beat us. We know we have talent. We may not understand exactly how to use our talent. Um, uh, there may be differences between what the defensive coordinator thinks is right, as opposed to what the talent can do, but this isn't a week where you're, you know, t- aiming to take something away. This seems more of a week where it's one-on-one. We're pretty damn sure our guys are better than yours. You would certainly hope so. I mean, given you have substantially more talent, um, than the, than lines do. And if you can't win, um, you know, obviously coaching is certainly a major factor as, as the Patriots showed um, last week. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the Browns are significantly better. The Lions haven't proven that they know what they're doing with Dan Campbell. Um, so yeah, you should be, this should, should be a situation where you should be able to just uh, get out there and, and lean on them and, and win. We're going to get to some final thoughts here, some game thoughts here. Pete Smith, Jeff Lloyd here. Your pregame week 11, lockdown Browns, Detroit Lions coming to First Energy Stadium Sunday, 1 o'clock. Yes, Mr. Nick Chubb and Demetrius Felton back in the building for your brownies. We'll close it out here in just a bit. Hey, Browns fans. This is Jeff Lloyd with an incredible app who everyone buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store on Google Play right now. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price of the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. Download the app for free. Use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there is no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN. 
Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-fat, low-sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious. So many flavors. Again, the Built Bar lineup with so many mouth-watering flavors include coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, and cherry barcia. This month, Built is coming out with new limited-time flavors every three to four days. So check their website often. You do not want to miss out. Again, go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Pete, now you go into this here Sunday, obviously starving, desperately starving for a victory here. This team needs it. They need to at least get their mind right as they go into, which is still now, and it always was going to be, the biggest stretch of the season. Uh, nothing's really changed from that atmosphere. As much as the Browns have shot themselves in the foot at time, they have <clears throat> the AFC has kind of played ball with them while they're doing that and you know left this you know conference very wide open, uh, very attainable for playoff spot. The fact that it's going to go 17 games this year certainly aids and behooves a lot of teams within the AFC. So when we fire this thing up Sunday, we talk in – a Browns victory. We talking a nail biter. We talking Browns going away. I, I mean, I would assume the Browns are going to win uh, by a substantial margin. You know, a no doubt, no doubt win. Um, they need to win. They know what's sort of at stake. They've got more than enough guys who just are are, are trying to prove themselves in general. Um, man. You know, I think the Lions are in bad shape, even relative to the Lions. So, you know, it's 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 a home game for the Browns. I, th- I think they're going to uh, win pretty pretty comfortably. And the Lions, look, and don't get confused here, everybody. Yes, this team is 0-8 and one, and good for them. They won't go 0 and 17 uh, to be the first team to ever you know run that course. But they're scrappy. Uh, they probably they should beat in Baltimore. Very easily could beat the Vikings. Uh, pretty easily could have beat the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. So don't, you know, this is by no means just a gimme layup in that respect. They will come to play. They will come to play hard. Browns just have way too much talent to think that this is going to be anything more than, you know, Browns getting a victory, moving on, play some games here against Baltimore. Some NFL news today, Pete. Dallas Goddard, contract extension for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, And you've talked about it. I've talked about it. And, you know, I know everybody goes to the numbers and goes to the usage, but you base these things, and obviously, yes, we're going to talk here about David Njoku, but you base these things on what a player could be. This looks like something, you know, and if anybody wanted to know where you're looking at, what would be kind of an ideal makeup of keeping David Njoku around here for the future, this seems kind of right down that road, Pete. Yeah, I think it's pretty safe to say that that's the neighborhood that Njoku will get a contract, uh, whether it's with the Browns or someone else, if he were to make it to the open market, 
Um, I think it'd be pretty easy for someone to give him around $15 million a year. I, I think it will be the Browns to do it. I still continue to think it will be before the season is out. Um, they want to get, not only is their offense uh, reliant on tight ends and, and David Njoku is clearly their best one, but um, this is, you know, trying to get ahead of the uh, surge in the salary cap um, may enable this to look uh, pretty reasonable pretty quickly. We'll see. I mean, it's tough. Uh, he's, you know, they need to find ways to get him the ball more ultimately to, to make it a satisfying contract. But, uh, you know, this is a situation this year where the Browns aren't doing much of anything correct, you know, well in the passing game. And he's still your best guy by far. Uh, he's been everything this team is hoping he can be. They just need more of it. And, you know, final one here before we start to close this out. And, you know, I'm certainly not putting eyes forward here to next week. And this is maybe one thing where the Browns kind of dug themselves into a little bit of hole here being five and five. Um, you've got to make sure you win this game with the most crucial stretch of your season here. Um, and, and, and there's no quite look, you can't hold anything back. You don't play for next week. Certainly you don't play for next week when you're five and five. Um, so that's going to be, you know, part of this year. And no holds barred. Do what you got to do. Get everybody involved. Um, Pete, offense, defense, who's two to shine for the Browns to get this much-needed victory, basically shake off the nonsense and start focusing their eyes on their trip to Crab Cake Country. It's what Maryland does. Well, this this may be a week for, for David Njoku to go off. Uh, between the uh, weather and everything else, um, you know, I, the Browns are, you, you assume the Browns are going to get a, a substantial amount of production on the ground from Nick Chubb. But if they do throw it, it, it seems like this would be a good week to, to utilize your tight ends uh, defensively. Uh, you know, I think Miles Garrett's going to get the record or at least the team franchise franchise record for sacks in the season. And he may go significantly over that depending on what Tim Boyle does, if he, if he's the quarterback. So uh, I expect if that's the case and they're down, you know, offensive linemen and their quarterback, then I think he's just going to go off and uh, take that team apart. How many does he need for the franchise record? Mr. Smith. He needs one. I mean, he's 14 Reggie camp, 1984 is the record. Um, he's at 13. So yeah, one, one would tie it two would break it. I think he'll, he'll probably break it in this one, unless the Lions are just committing to not throw the ball where this kid is just trying to get, uh, the ball out as fast as humanly possible to avoid getting beat. Um, I, I just, it, it, I don't see how they're going to be able to keep him out of the backfield and off the quarterback. So let's look at it this way, folks. Um, most likely miles Garrett probably has this record by halftime because if this game goes the way it's going to go um lines are going to have to toss the pill around as they you know continue towards you know maybe a possible over number one overall pick Pete, we haven't done much draft here yet and this is and i talked about this with jeff risden the other day this seems to be a really really lions type of situation um a year where they're going to have two first round picks um you know look they're they're stuck with jared goff next year and we've done this a million times with you people it's not necessarily, you know, he's most likely going to be around uh, for the Lions next year. But, be, you know, trending towards a number one overall pick in a year where 
it's almost Thanksgiving and we're not sure who the number one overall draft eligible quarterback is. Well, the good news for the Lions is they're going to be bad more than one year. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, th- this is not a good quarterback class. And there are people who are like, well, the Browns should get a quarterback there. Maybe they will. I mean, maybe they'll use their extra fourth round pick to get a quarterback that they want to develop. But the reality is that it's not good. It doesn't mean they can't produce good players. It's just if you're looking at it from a pure prospect point of view, they're they're not good or or very raw. Like if you get a guy like uh, the kid out of uh, Liberty, Malik, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Malik Wills. They, they, they're – they're in a tough spot. And if they are picking number one, they're probably going to take Kayvon Thibodeau. And that would be perfectly fine for what they need. It's, you know, it's the Browns of that, of, of 2017 when, yep. when, you know, people wanted them to take Mitch Trubisky uh, and they rightfully took Miles Garrett. Uh, that's going to be the decision. There's going to be some quarterback that people try to artificially inflate uh, up to the top of the board. Uh, the Lions will be smart not to bite on it. Uh, maybe there's somebody who's going to be worth that pick by then. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. So, th- and if they've got two, they may get a quarterback with the second one. No question. No question. And look, and if you saw from what they did, you know, this year as far as an offseason and building a team, you know, they tried to go to building blocks and you know and, and go that route with it. Um, certainly, the Jared Goff experience certainly hasn't worked out for them in that nature and i remember pete talking actually we were on a show together right after that miles garrett selection and the actual the line i think we both used at the time was they didn't browns it uh you went with the slam dunk sure thing and it certainly paid dividends to this point in mr miles garrett sunday one o'clock browns detroit lions first energy weather could be a factor again the bat signal has been lit nick chubb back in the building Dimitri felton back in the building looking like donovan people's jones will be good to go you'll be without um, AJ Green, Anthony Schwartz, as they're both still in the concussion protocol. Um, obviously, you know, Ty Hill still, you know, dealing with the neck, and you know, there is no timetable on that. And for everything he went through last week, you know, obviously, you just think good thoughts, and you know, it's about getting, you know, yourself even to the point of you know being able to, you know, take a practice rep before actually getting out of the field and you know playing in games again. So all the best to him. So we will be back here Sunday, our last convos for the week. Everything you have needed this week. Your post game, you're under the lens. We had Brent Sobolewski in this week. We had a crossover in this week. We had Jeff Risen. And of course, your post game show here with Pete Smith. Wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you're following, subscribe to Locked On Browns. Always available, always free. Make sure you're checking out everything over at Browns Digest. Pete and the team over there do a fantastic job. Uh, the uh, For Pete's Sake podcast with Nicole, always fantastic. Uh, Nicole, she gets fired up. And I am. As much as I love you, Pete, I, I think, and this was your whole premise behind it, was is uh, Nicole's got a bundle of energy that I think people were going to find really, uh, you know, kind of really, really entertaining. And, you know, I, I'm glad it's gone so well for you guys. Well, I appreciate that. And, yes, uh, that that was the goal is she's really good at this. And, uh, you know, I am I, more than okay that when people tell me that she's uh, she's the reason they listen. Um, and I'll, and I'll freely admit, like the people who don't like me will probably enjoy her. So you can put up with it. So there is that factor. And of course, make sure you are following Mr. Pete Smith at underscore 
Pete Smith underscore myself at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, the show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are open. Questions, ideas. You guys know you can hit me with them. Um, it was a rough week this week. I can't lie to you. And I try to return everything I could. Um, and the conversations involving the future. Look, I, again, and I will say this now, I, I don't know where the future lies for Baker Mayfield. I, at this point, I don't care. I, I mean, this is a daily podcast. I am here to cover the grounds on a daily basis. Um, and you, you want to get into this stuff with Baker Mayfield? That's fine. But again, and I will say this to you until I'm blue in the face. Anybody can say, get rid of it. I don't want that. You guys, everybody's got that idea. Give me a damn answer. That's all I'm asking for. Because anything to this point has not been realistic. And kind of why we just mentioned about this quarterback draft class. If you're talking about a lot of unknowns, then I don't know how that fixes your Cleveland Browns situation. If you feel that situation is that bad. Again, everybody appreciates you for making Lockdown Browns your first listen. Every single day, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.